Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Hino. I'm Chaba. And what you will not listen to is the 18 logos on Chaba's uh, shirt today. He is apparently a NASCAR driver <laughs> because he's got every single logo on his uh, on his head. But but all all kidding aside, uh, uh, congratulations to Chaba for uh, getting married. Congratulations, Chaba. Thank you very much, my guys. By the way, this is actually F1 t-shirt and it's not NASCAR, but that's just for the record. Well, I mean, for the for, for someone who doesn't follow F1, they might think you work at a gas station. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's get into our uh, topic. Uh, our topic today is something that we hope uh, is going to be uh, relatable to uh, a lot of people, whether they are agile coaches or scrum masters or developers or, or programmers or whatever. And it is how Jira ruined Agile. And obviously, uh, this is a pretty broad topic. I think everybody uses Jira for something. Uh, and uh, I think all three of us feel that Jira has had maybe a possibly a negative effect on uh, on Agile. And I'll start with this one. Um, I think one of the first uh, sort of byproducts of Jira uh, uh, or Atlassian products, you know, being so popular is that sometimes we have equated having a Jira board with doing Scrum correctly. Uh, we have said, oh, now that we have Jira and we have tasks on the board and we have visualized, visualized our work, that's sort of the end-all, be-all, and we can call ourselves Agile and not necessarily change any of the other things that Agile requires us to change, but kind of get over-indexed on the fact that we have a board and a backlog, and that's sort of it. And, and you kind of say, well, we are Agile because we have Jira. And we'll get deeper into what other behaviors it, it, it sort of promotes. But I'd say it sort of gives this false sense of that we are already there. We're, we've already changed the way how we work. Um, and uh, and there's little else to be done, which obviously is is, is not true. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first question I would ask is that Jira's fault, right? <laughs> it's uh, is that Jira's fault, or is that really the people who want to uh, who want to use a tool to uh, to define how they work? And who want to uh, let that tool kind of decide uh, how they're going to go about things? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's Jira's fault that that um, um, that any of these practices are being used. I think Jira, to some degree, enables some of those practices. But then again, it's also important to provide a tool that uh, that enables you to set up your uh, your environment in a way that is supporting your process. That might be different for your team versus my team versus Chavo's team. So um, the unfortunate thing, of course, is that uh, in many organizations, large especially, uh, those capabilities of a tool like Jira, and there's other ones that do similar things, um, those capabilities are turned down, turned off entirely. And you are only al allowed to work in a very certain way with a very uh, constrained process, with a very constrained workflow. And as a result, there's only one real way that you can work and you're back to the same problem as you were with uh, all those classic approaches that uh, you can't tailor the process to your needs, uh, but you have to follow whatever the... Um, the, the environment is set up to uh, to use. So that, that's kind of my my take on this. But yes, uh, there are many uh, bad practices, I would say, uh, introduced that uh, that are implemented in Jira. But but again, I don't think you can blame Jira for that. Uh, Chava, uh, do you also have a stock in Atlassian products? Yeah, no, I don't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I... I 
I don't know if I should probably probably not, but I remember the original. Like it's called Greenhopper. The very beginning, it is used to be a plugin, the 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 Jira plugin. Sorry, the the Agile plugin, and of course that got incorporated. I think I, I have two two uh, things with Jira. One is their policy, and then this I'm going to blame on Jira actually. Their 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 policy and their the way they they structure the plugins, and and I'm going to explain this that. Uh, like for me, Jira is like you're buying your phone and not installing a single app on it, right? So that that's, that's Jira without any apps. Mm-hmm. And because their model is that once you buy a, once you get a certain plugin, you have to pay the the the, the price for all your and the entire user base, especially for larger organizations. When somebody would use a pl- maybe five or ten people would use a plugin, and suddenly you have to pay for the entire organization. Understandably, the organization is not going to buy that plugin, right? So, so, so in a way, that removes the autonomy from the people to install whatever apps they want on on this, and and to try to extract of the tool more more than the tool the, the vanilla. Like, 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 how much would you use your own phone, right? If there wouldn't be apps on them, right? How would any of us buy a smartphone, right? So, so I, I think that that's I think Jira's fault, and and because I um, sorry Atlassian, not Jira. I think this is Atlassian's fault because how they set up this this uh, this structure, and that's just just one aspect that that how how would we know how would Jira look like if if anybody could install their own plugins or any group could use uh, and 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 put various tools on it. I, I don't know how that world would, would look like, to be honest. You know, I, I'll, 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 get, I'll bring two points to this. Uh, so one, I think both of you sort of touched on, but I want to kind of isolate it, is, is this infatuation with standardization that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We see like one team using Jira a certain way, and then somebody somewhere in the org will decide that, oh, we need to standardize how everybody's uh, board looks like or what the statuses look like. And I know mm-hmm. that's not Jira's fault, um, mm-hmm. I totally, I mean, there's a, the title of this podcast is, you know, I'm trying to be a little funny, but it, 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 it sort of, it, you know, if Cheesy was here, he'd say his favorite line, standardization is a root, you know, is a race to mediocrity, right? And I, I do believe that the fact that we have this concept in big orgs where we have certain teams managing certain products, those teams will try to make life easy for themselves and mm-hmm. not make an, make, an, make an effort to support the different ways different teams might work and kind of force everybody to a standardization path. And obviously what that does, it sort of kills experimentation completely. If you want to try even a different way of working, you, you, you can't do it because you're constrained by the org. And I do think that the board, because it's such a powerful tool, everybody looks at the board, that's where they get their work from. If that is really standardized, you really are creating a bunch of robots who are now really following a very a very specific process to get their work done. And any new feedback that comes from the system, say you discover, you know, defects could be treated differently, are, are kind of forced and funneled into this particular way of working because of the JIRA constraints or, or the OR constraints. Uh, an, like a, a, a related point that I, that I also see is that you also get people who start becoming kind of like JIRA managers, right? Yeah. We're responsible for the stories, so a, a lot of BAs kind of have almost a business analyst have basically uh, self-selected themselves as the people who are only responsible to creating stuff in Jira. Nobody else can. They kind of own that thing. And, and again, not Jira's fault, but sort of it promotes this level of um, 
isolation and kind of I work in my own column, I manage my own tool, which sort of permeates across the team and sort of introduces this this stasis, I feel. Yeah. So so I wanna I wanna um I'm glad you raised those two points. So the first one related to standardization specifically. I'm not sure if it's all related to maintenance either, though, because uh, there's just as well possible to uh, to transfer that maintenance burden, if you will, uh, to uh, to the teams themselves, so that they can organize their own workflow and so forth. So it's not it's not necessarily related to this. What I feel is oftentimes the driver behind that standardization is that at the management level, they kind of want to draw metrics or be able to actually get insights. Uh, They call them insights, but uh, to get insights in a standardized way across various teams, uh, completely ignoring the fact that that you're actually driving behaviors that you don't necessarily want. Because if you measure a certain thing and you, you're sure that that rolls up to, to an executive level or to a management level, then for sure you'll get those results. But are those results really telling the real story? That's the question then, right? So that's the first part that I want to call out. The, uh, the standardization is not necessarily to minimize maintenance, but it's uh, oftentimes driven by different, uh, um, yeah, different reasons. The next one, uh, the, the Jira managers is kind of interesting and it actually highlights the same topic actually I find um, because in both of those cases, uh, it, these are symptoms of uh, the fact that the tool that you've used, whether it's Jira or something else, is suddenly no longer helpful. It's no longer helping the team to actually get work done. And this is ultimately what these things are supposed to do. They, they need to support the teams in getting their work done. And in many cases, and especially before the pandemic hit, uh, there were still teams who worked often together, who were co-located, and as a result, did not necessarily require a tool like Jira, but were able to do it on the window, were able to do it on a whiteboard, and uh, were hanging stickies left, right, and center. And that worked as well. And it was an awful lot easier to configure. It was an awful lot easier to uh, to track progress um, on and so, and so forth. And nobody really cared uh, what the what the process was, and it was at a higher level that you started standardizing, so that uh, those those insights could be generated for a, for a management level. Of course, with the pandemic, an awful lot more teams, if not all, switched to using a tool like uh, like Jira, and there's others again, as I said, um, and they they oftentimes uh, are set up in a way again that uh, that it no longer helps the teams where they are not the ones moving things forward, which often means as well that they're no longer collaborating in their team. So the use of Jira in a way like that is oftentimes a result of um, of actually not working well as a team, of not uh, taking accountability or, or ownership of the work that you're doing, uh, of not having the conversations that you need to have, of not visualizing uh, the work in a way that is meaningful uh, for you and so forth, right? So you t- touched on really two big points, but they really are summarized in the tool is no longer helpful for your team. Chaba, you wanna you wanna get in there? Um, I think like like I'm, as I'm listening to you, is is I I'm trying to figure it out whether like this is actually a tooling. So if there would be a better version out there, a better version of, 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 of tooling, like pick anything. I use a few of them, like version one and rally and a few tools. And, and uh, my biggest challenge probably when, when Latino says about not helpful is for me, not helpful to see the big picture. And I think this is one of my, my biggest challenge with, with, with Jira. And, and I don't know again, if, if, 
if is actually that possible to build a tool by the way i don't i don't know like 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 i i i've seen i use these some of these tools and and they were doing better job at at certain things but i still think that the complexity when it comes to the big picture and how this big how this big picture ultimately uh realized or 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 delivered when you once you break down the work i think this this connection is completely missing from from tooling and again i don't know if that's even possible to i to, i disagree to, uh i think that many of those tools uh not just Jira, but other ones as well uh, many of those tools are t- perfectly capable of providing that kind of visualization um it is true that something like jira i, I always I always compare it to a Swiss Army knife with 15,000 tools in it. It's uh, impossible to handle, but you can do practically everything with it. Um, but it's it's totally not handy, right? And then a tool like Jira is allowing you to do that. But again, it's uh, it's unwieldy. Um, it's difficult to configure, but it is possible. So you no. so you've seen. So I just want to ask you. Know, so you've seen tools that are able to have the the big picture and also the one hundred percent. I've implemented it in Jira too. Oh, okay. So you know, I I'll, I think I, I kind of see what Chaba's saying, honestly, about the about this hierarchy that Jira has introduced. You know, with like features, initiative, epics, and stories, and I've so, sort of found that it kind of leads to analysis paralysis. You try to you you spend so much time trying to organize all your big giant backlog into all these different constructs that you actually lose sight of actually doing the work. And much like anything else, it sort of gets. Um, uh, I, I, I feel. Uh, it promotes a big backlog because you have so many constructs that there's an effort to actually reflect everything, you know, in, into, uh, into, into Jira. And I, fi- and I find that counterproductive. Um, I, so in, if not Jira, what, you know, I, I'm of the belief that I've been using GitHub uh, for the last, for a couple of projects now for the last year and a half. And I found it perfectly capable. I, I like the fact that there aren't too many options to muck around with. And you mm-hmm. only have like, you know, like one level of, of work mm-hmm. or basically a linear list to work off of. I think that minim, that minimalization or that um, the minimalism, I should be trying to say that yeah. minimalism actually helps me do my work. That's one thing. Second, if you're trying to do Kanban in Jira, forget about it, man. Just forget about it. Don't even bother doing it. You're not going to get the metrics. You're not going to get the visualization. You're not going to get the policies. Nothing will work. So, And most teams are doing Kanban now. Uh, I, I'm talking to people across the board. And Scrum is kind of only followed because of the two-week cycle and all that, sprint cycle. But in terms of all practical reasons, it's basically Kanban. And Jira sort yeah. of sucks at that. You mean a setup in, a, in, uh, in Jira itself that most people use Kanban boards instead of Scrum boards? I'm saying Kanban as a process is generally used across the industry, and Jira doesn't support a, a lot of that. And finally, I'm not sure if that, uh, that might be true for your clients uh, that you're working with right now, but I'm not sure if that's true for every client, though. Okay, sure, fair enough. That's my experience, my lived experience. And finally, I find the metrics to be really confusing. Uh, not that mm-hmm. I put way too much stock into in, into like team metrics like that, but the ones that in Jira are really, really poor. Uh, the CFD is absolutely terrible. Uh, even the, 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 all the all the charts are hard to read. So even if you want it to be a little bit more metric oriented in your way of working, Jira is not going to uh, help you there. But Zarar, we already have an entire industry built on on building third party tools on top of Jira. Like outside, I don't I don't, I'm, I don't want to do any any commercial here for other tools or, or endorse any tools. But there there are a bunch of tools there. They are they are they are. They can charge money just for help you to interpret your 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 Jira metrics, which speaks for itself. 
uh, people wouldn't pay money if if they could get this out of Jira, right? So, but again, I think I think you you brought up a good point, uh, Sarara, with uh, referring to what you have in GitHub right now. Um, what that does for you, and that is sufficient. It's it provides you a whiteboard that that you have on a on the the same thing actually. It's just a, what you would have on a whiteboard in a physical environment. Uh, that is sufficient from a team perspective. Um, inside, what happens inside the team is really internal kitchen, I call it. And nobody should have insight necessarily into this. What is important is that uh, on the outside uh, or the people who are the stakeholders for the team is that they know what are the kinds of things that the teams are working on, what are the kinds of uh, objectives that they're working towards, and that they can get regular feedback and provide regular feedback um, related to the work that those those teams have been doing. How they organize themselves internally, that's none of their business. That's uh, only the business of the team itself. And uh, GitHub does a perfect job at this. And if you want to track uh, features at a higher level and so forth, then set up a separate project for that and uh, and look at it. And don't even connect the two because there is limited overhead in just, uh, in just moving these things around. Uh, we're not, again, we're not talking about story level, right? You, I, I don't think you need to track that at a higher level. But uh, but at feature level, something that is uh, that is more coarse grained. You know, like I'll also say one one more thing uh, is that uh, I find the as soon as you introduce another project management tool, mm-hmm. which is on top of your source control management tool, I find that uh, developers don't necessarily like that. I think your project management tool should be as close to your source control tool as much as possible. I know in good old days we you know there used to be two different things but now I feel there's there's a there's a convergence of sorts happening which I fully support. I think maybe what the next iteration uh, by the way GitHub actually introduced GitHub projects uh, a, a little while ago which a long while which, ago. Huh? A long while ago. Yeah. And they've iterated on that so now it's a board you can do multiple views they've added some filters to it. Uh, and you it, you can span obviously multiple repositories for it. So I think maybe Jira had a, a very specific purpose when it first came in. It was filling a very a, a gap. But I feel like GitHub, as much as people like to crap on its UI, and there are reasons we can we can dedicate a whole podcast to GitHub's UI. Um, th- it, it it has gotten this part right. It's done just enough project managementy stuff that I feel like even for large projects, you can get away with just GitHub. And you don't necessarily need, you know, Roadmonk, all that Monday, you know, you know, maybe you do at, at, at a much different level, but for day-to-day stuff, I don't think you need to. But, but again, you're touching on the same topic, right? You, you, you talked about the fact that you want developers to use the source code management system or something that is close as possible to the source code management system. The reason for that is uh, there's less context switching of uh associated with this it's it's right exactly where they need it to be it's at the level where they get value from it and it's again about the last piece they get value from it because those are the tools that they already are working with right if you have to go to yet another tool and try to figure this out and try to make that connection to your source code then uh, you're adding an additional layer of complexity that is quite frankly not necessary not necessary for them and not helping them out and it's all about how can we find the tools that help us do our job versus the tools that we have to use because somebody told us to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, let's go back to Bugzilla. Uh, with that, we will uh, conclude this uh, edition of the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Two in a row, and will we make it third? Find out next week. Goodbye.